everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Take three for Dave Hodges and Doug Horton. We don't know if we're being messed with, but this is our third time that we've been messed with or something happened and interview didn't come off and we were just so disheartened. But we think we have it fixed as we look at the the command center here so as we go to command central and yes we're getting a thumbs up looks good to us anyway it's good to be here <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, the administration waging war on you and me and our children and no question is going on hey look the uh, first segment here is brought to you by the satellite phone store and i tell you i got a sat phone folks and i'm telling you you will live to regret the day if we go into civil unrest, city shutdown, cell phone shutdown, and you don't have a sat phone. They can't shut the sat phone down because the government uses the sat phones. They can track you within 50 miles. These are the guarantees the company makes. And it's not expensive. I pay one-fourth the cost for my sat phone as I do for my cell phone. Now, I don't use it to chit-chat, but also, too, if I'm driving in a remote area, I get reception. I just need the sky. I may not have a cell tower. So you're always going to be in contact. And if you're going through tough times, natural disaster, man-made disaster, or Biden created a disaster like a Reichstag fire, well, you're always going to have your sat phone. So how do you get it? How do you find out more? Go to satwithdave.com. I'm the Dave. Satwithdave.com is where you go. Yeah, we got a new entry on this. And uh, you'll go to a URL and explain everything to you. Well, we have Wrecker. Everyone still calls him Wrecker. His name is Doug Thornton, okay? We used to say uh, federal law enforcement agent. He's ex-Marine, ex-DHS, okay? So that's who we have on, and we're going to compare notes on what the administration's doing, what they look like they're going to do, and how bad can it get. Welcome to the show, Doug. Dave, well, let's see if we can do an entire interview now without being uh, messed with. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> when we were when we were recording this, we were talking about originally Joe Biden and how he's backing a Senate bill that would take away the ability for the Senate to vote for election reform and also, uh, getting rid of the filibuster to the point that Biden quoted saying, we have no option but to change Senate rules, including getting rid of the filibuster. The filibuster is a tool used to obstruct a legislator by speaking in an inordinate amount of time. It's a tactic used by politicians to sabotage uh, congressional proceedings. And also to go with that, Governor Inslee of Washington State will support a bill to make lying by elected officials and political candidates about election results to be a misdemeanor punishable by law. So we were talking about this originally, and we were also uh, talking about how NATO, who was originally 10 member states, has grown to up to 29 and is now going to be including two more to include Ukraine and another country. Ooh, and you really think Ukraine's coming in? I think Ukraine will. I think what we are seeing happening in Kazakhstan and other former Soviet bloc countries are the hopes for 
NATO to completely surround the southern all the way to the western side of Russia, which in the treaties in the 1940s, uh, what happened with the Americans and the Soviets is we agreed not to push any further into Germany, and they controlled the eastern side, we controlled the western side. But obviously, with American politics, we lied, and we continue to press forward more and more and more. And we have had past presidents who have said that in order to be at war with Russia, we need to do it with politics, with words, with movements, but not by force. Well, currently, since Hillary Clinton, we have had politicians who are more than willing to do this by force. Now, there's a problem there, is that... If we end up attacking Russia because they are inevitably going to invade Ukraine whenever the snow starts to thaw and they can move their yes. hundreds of tanks and artillery, we are probably going to see some form of a third block war, uh, some form of counterinsurgency operations going on from our CIA, from our special operations units, and from member states of NATO. Now with the way NATO runs is an attack on one means an attack on all. And that's how we got all the member states to help us with the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan after 9-11. However, here's something that Russia can do that Iraq and Afghanistan could not. Russia can very well attack back. Russia has a significant military force that can almost maybe stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the United States. Now, you may say that the United States is a better equipped, more technological means of a military, and that may be true, but Russia has always had an element of being very hard to dig out of the motherland, and it's hard to fight that frozen tundra. It failed with Napoleon, and it failed also uh, horribly with the Nazis. Now. I'm not saying that we are going to potentially get into a war with Russia. Things can always change. We can always find a mutual ground uh, to uh, have some sort of a parlay. But we have politicians today who keep pushing the envelope against Russia. But Russia can reach out and touch America without using nuclear weapons, and that's through cyber warfare. Now, Russia and China and a few other enemy states that are out there have a significant role to play against the United States with cyber warfare. We have discussed, Dave, I don't know how many times, about the sensitivity of the grid of America and how it can easily be affected through the shutting off of certain sectors of the grid, which causes a cascading failure. Now, does it have to be an EMP? Could. Does it relate to anything that FEMA recently did on January 6th, where they were talking about a potential nuclear weapon actually being detonated in a major metropolitan city, possibly. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about a current military operation called Robin Sage. Now, Robin Sage is a realistic guerrilla war that will be fought across two dozen North Carolina counties this month with young soldiers battling seasoned freedom fighters, quote, freedom fighters, 
And this two-week unconventional warfare exercise will be staged from January 22nd to about February 4th on a privately owned land. It will be realistic enough to include the sounds of gunfire from blank fires and flares. The U.S. Army John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center and School said in a new release that advanced publicity is intended to make sure civilians, including law enforcement officers, don't mistake fighting for terrorism or criminal activity, which has happened previously in the past with certain operations like this. Residents may hear blank gunfire and see occasional flares being shot. Controls are in place to ensure there is no risk to persons or property, is quoting from the War Center. Residents with concerns should contact local law enforcement officials who will immediately contact exercise control officials for the U.S. Army John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center and School. Safety is always the command's top priority during all training events. Now, this smacks uh, very reminiscent of which, I don't know, I guess you could say false flag style operation called Jade Helm. That was, what was that, Dave, 2016, 2015? Oh, Jade Helm 1 was uh, 2015, Jade Helm 2, or Jade Helm 16 was 2016. Yeah, and Robin Sage is uh, serving as a final test for Special Forces Qualification Course, the Q Course, training, and it places candidates in a politically unstable country known as Pineland. The candidates face off against seasoned service members from units across Fort Bragg, as well as specifically specially trained civilians. The setting is characterized by uh, armed conflict, forcing the students of the Q Corps to solve problems in a real-world setting. These military members act as a realistic opposing force and guerrilla freedom fighters, also known as the Pineland Resistant Movement. To add realism of the exercise, civilian volunteers throughout the state act as role players participated by these volunteers is crucial to the success of this training and past trainees attest to the realism they add to the exercise. Now, advanced public notice of the U.S. military's premier unconventional warfare exercise became a priority in 2002 after one soldier was killed and another wounded when a Moore County Sheriff's deputy mistook Robin Sage exercises for criminal activity. So Robin Sage is a training exercise for the special operations community, mainly special forces. And this is not really nothing new. It's been around for a while. But why is it being talked about in stripes right now? Why are other media outlets bringing this up right now. Now, I think a lot of it has to do with January 6th. I think a lot of this has to do with a government regime that still views its returned veterans, like me, and American citizens who resist tyranny from a government as the threat actors or domestic violent extremists that we have heard so much about. Here's what's interesting, Dave. We have all these events flowing throughout the world from COVID and the pandemics and new pandemics that are rising, a failing economy, which is going across the world because of COVID lockdown restrictions. We now hear of the COVID internment camps that are popping up all around the world, possibly to be including Washington State soon. And 
maybe, just maybe, soon to be the COVID passport for Americans. Dave, what do you think the real scenario here is? Is it that uh, America is is uh, getting ready for a civil war? Or is it that it seems like a false flag to start a civil war is more on the rise? I think it's both. <clears throat> and the preparation for this has been underway for a while. But you very uh, astutely alluded to the Jade Home Drills. And they practiced against, and I quote, disaffected ex-American military guerrilla chieftain. And I even published the ads where they recruited people to play those roles in Jade Home 16. So it started then, and you asked me, is it either or? I think it's, it's and, not either or. I think they're preparing, and I think they're going to start. Yeah, I think it's haphazardly being done. Well, let me put it this way. Here's my trigger. And this is a position I'm going to probably maintain for a while. I don't know if election fraud is going to be enough for the Democrats to win. If they pass the Voting Rights Act, yeah, they'll win anything they want. But I still think there's a danger that elections can be stolen in big numbers just in the existing climate. But if the Democrats get to the summer... And they can see the polling is telling them that they're not going to win and that it's likely they're going to lose control of the House and the Senate and Biden will be impeached and probably Kamala will be impeached too. I think, well then, by the way, Kevin McCarthy would become the president because he'd be Speaker of the House and that's a Republican. So I think they're not going to let that happen. So what they're going to do is whatever they have to do. And I think you just asked the question, is it they're preparing or they're going to start it? It's both. Right. They're not, I'll put it this way. They're not going to leave. They're not going to uh, agree to a transition of power peacefully. That's my position. No, and they're not going to leave this question of domestic violent extremists alone either. And we see with the federal government's meddling into anything that involved January 6th, uh, and it's growing now against anyone who is unvaccinated, as we are being told constantly that the unvaccinated are the, are the main cause and the reason for why the world has to lock itself down again. I believe, Dave, that if we continue to push citizens of America and of the world into a corner, that we are going to force people to lose their jobs, lose their careers, which will detrimentally hurt their families. It'll hurt the economy. And you're going to drive people crazy. People are going to start thinking that, hey, maybe the government's doing this on purpose just to screw me over, which, you know, I would have to say, yes, it is. The big box stores stayed open during the COVID lockdowns, which are still technically going on, but the mom and pop shops have all lost it. And you are going to disenfranchise Americans. You are going to dissatisfy voters. People are going to flee political parties. And America is going to face a form of turmoil for 2022. Now, the Democrats really do start to feel the heat. If Dominion voting machines are not doing the job they're supposed to allow the Democrats to win, there's always different buttons that the, the politicians, the elite, the New World Order, whatever we want to call them, they have different get-out-of-dodge buttons that they can press. Race wars are one of them. 
riots are another. The economy failing is one of them. Civil war is always one of those they're very hesitant to do until they're honestly ready for it. Or but out of, a or out, or out war outside of the CONUS, outside of the continental United States, mm -hmm. is always something that we can look forward to within the military-industrial complex. Meanwhile, our politicians completely uh, just ignore China in the true military threat that they are. But look at this, Dave. How many different veterans are going to be forcefully removed from federal service in the military by the time we start to vote? I mean, we're going to downsize the entirety of the military just because of a vaccine, but yet we're also trying to go to war against China, against Russia, or potentially against American citizens. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's interesting that this is happening right now, but none of our Pentagon officials are talking about how America's not going to be quite as lethal of a force if the Marine Corps is smaller, if the Army is smaller, if the Navy is hindered, if we can't get the planes in the air, if the economy goes down, you know, so on and so forth. We're not even talking about the spike in gas prices yet, which are already going to, you know, probably make plenty of people mad, we are going to have a very destabilized America. And, Dave, that word destabilized is how we got to invade Iraq and Afghanistan with a coalition of nations to help stabilize. Take Kazakhstan, for example. Putin during a destabilized Kazakhstan currently, used multiple different forces from Kyrgyzstan and some others to come in and help stabilize the country. But according to the way the Russians do it, stabilizing meant liquidating protesters. The word liquidating means killing without any, uh, you know, any degree of uh, entertaining a parley, without any negotiations. They just started shooting people. So far, it's been at least 19 that's been reported. But thousands, three to 4,000, are already arrested, detained by the government to include government officials. And we know that we have government officials, like the head chief of Kazakhstan's uh, intelligence agency, yeah. who has been seen in pictures with Hunter and Joe Biden. So there are obviously some political chess matches being made right now. We continue to meddle in other nations. We forget that other nations have the power and ability to meddle in America. What do you see coming, Dave? Hmm. Well, I think that Biden has, well, his administration has recreated um, Ukraine circa 2014 in Kazakhstan today. Uh, there's no question and the Russians are taking full advantage because <clears throat> they want the uranium so they've dropped in paratroopers they bring in the Spetsnaz they're shooting protesters on site <clears throat> and they're allying with a corrupt leader who's decrepit and old just like Biden and incompetent and I think they're going to turn this country into a satellite state <clears throat> I think what Biden's people were trying to accomplish was to create a two-front situation for Russia, divide the forces, make it more difficult to invade Ukraine, 
and I think it's back for it, Arm. I think Ukraine's going to go into the back burner for the time being, and Russia's going to solidify their colonial hold on this new country, and the CIA strategy has now backfired because, well, I'll tell you, Russia gets a lot of advantages. A lot of people don't know this, but the railway system coming out of China, and it's China's gateway to Europe, runs through the same country. In other words, Russia can control China's access to Europe, and this is huge. They have access to the uranium. They've expanded right. the Russian Empire, and it's starting to look like the old Soviet Empire. And people are saying, is Uzbekistan and uh, Belarus, are they next? So, you know, um, Putin says he wants to reconstruct Mother Russia. What he's really saying is, I want the old Soviet Republic geographically, without maybe the Soviet Union's government and economy. And um, that's what, if you're asking me, that's what I, I think is going on. I think uh, the Biden administration has made a horrible miscalculation, and they've increased Russia's power, and Ukraine will go on the back burner, but by the time it's over in Kazakhstan, it'll probably be April or May, prime invasion time for Ukraine. You know what's interesting about all this is that uh, I think it's up to 14 of the original states that have seceded from Russia or fought a revolution against uh, the Soviet Union and won their own form of independence, even to the point that those countries then split in half. Besides Georgia, who are you talking about? Well, you have Belarus, you have basically the NATO push has gone from the Baltics to the Balkans. Uh, we are northwest and southwest encircling Russia because we can't go any further east. Russia owns it along with China. But we've encircled that western front of, China, of Russia, but that's also where Moscow lies. So it is a threat to the capital, which is where Putin is at. And it does play into geopolitics because you do have oil and gas there that comes into line. And, you know, countries that are always starving for resources industrially will continuously create wars and reasons to go into other countries to seize these materials and goods. But uranium, the number one uranium deposit in the world, is Kazakhstan. And one of the largest oil manufacturing countries in the world is Kazakhstan. And another part that's interesting about this is that Xi Jinping, the chairman, the president of the uh, Communist Chinese Party, backs the new Kazakhstan uh, president because the old one has recently stepped down, a new one has came in, and obviously Russia backs him. And they want to reestablish the Soviet Union, more or less. Now, what's interesting, if you take this pie and you turn it the other direction, is that in the 60s, we had the Operation Northwoods, which is where the Joint Chiefs of Staff more or less wrote a secret document to agree upon attacking Cuba through Guantan uh, Guantanamo Bay and faking riots and then blowing up helicopters, vessels in the sea, blaming it on Russian MiGs that the Cuba uh, military owned at that point so that we can then invade. And there were some other things in there. And uh, I, I, in one of my previous episodes on American Vindicta, I really read the entire document for Operation Northwoods. Please check that out. If you have not read Operation Northwoods and you don't think our country, our government is capable of a false flag, 
read Operation Northwoods. I see a a possible reimagining of Operation Northwoods because we have a recreation, more or less, of the old USSR. Now, one thing that's also interesting when we look at this is that pre-World War II, during the uh, Treaty of Versailles, after World War I, Germany lost the, the Great War and they lost big, one of the things that they ended up doing is that Great Britain and France more or less had Germany lose quite a bit of its uh, real estate. Germany shrunk, and it was one of the things that really drove Hitler and the Nazi party and all the officials crazy because the German population was divided into many different sectors of territories that Germany no longer had control of. Now, we know that during the, during the Treaty of Versailles, uh, Germany had to more or less quit the German war machine. They had to slow everything down. They couldn't have U-boats or submarines. They couldn't have a large fleet. They couldn't produce uh, airplanes. They couldn't have a general military the size of more than greater, I think, 100,000 with no less than 4,000 officers. So I say that to, all, to say this. What Germany ended up doing was they disguised the recreation of the military by saying they were build, building uh, industrial farm equipment, and that's what they disguised as their tank procedures. And we see that with, uh, with the Cold War going to an end and mutual assured destruction was being taken away, when we started to denuclearize the world, the United States, through Barack Obama, willfully did it. But Russia never did. If anything, Russia continued to create more nukes. It then continued advancements in their nuclear testing and their rocket testing. And right now, it's reported that probably the fastest rocket in the world, this hypersonic missile, is owned by Russia. We know through the Star Wars operations that our satellites do not have the efficacy to shoot down one of these multiple reentry vehicle uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles accurately. Nine times out of ten, the Air Force reported they do not shoot the rocket down. So what does America really have when it, it comes to fighting a nuclear-armed Russia, who more than likely, Dave, is also going to be backed by China? It's one of those toss-ups, because if the grid goes down in America, we're going to have to pull boys and girls back just to control the streets. If we're having to control the streets, we're probably going to delve into a civil war within a matter of months. Yeah, I, of think, you're, I think you're right. There's another variable there I want to throw in and get your reaction to your scenario. Uh, right now, the military is having to pay bonuses to fill the military ranks, and they're failing. And that's in military publications today. I think it's possible we're looking at a draft. I know in the Trump years, they actually manned the, the selective service stations. And I thought, uh-oh. And so they're ready to implement. Do you, do you think a draft will come into play? Because we have a manpower shortage. Well, we do have politicians. I'm not sure if they ever passed the bill, but they did propose the bill to allow women to be in selective services. And now oh, they passed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now that it's passed, I couldn't remember if it was passed or not. When you talk about conscripting a military, okay, if you look all the way back 
into the American Revolutionary War, George Washington had to conscript the military based off of the first uh, Congress, and it failed miserably to the point that <laughs> Congress had to go to different prisons throughout Philadelphia and other areas and release the prisoners to beef up the first Continental military, the regulars. We could potentially see the same thing, Dave, if we are losing a manpower fight or a manpower fight by emptying out our prison system. Yes. Don't think that can't happen. It happened during 2020 because of COVID. We released pedophiles, violent felons, gang members, who knows which, and also murderers back onto the street in the name of public safety, which is just absolutely retarded. Now we have the same scenario that's going to be hitting America if we start to lose service members in a war you will see conscription into the military service. Nazi Germany did the same thing. Many other forms of governments around the world, once they start to get into a pinch, become very authoritative. They lose their form of democracy. And we could see the same thing billowing up right now within the smokestacks of America because with a current president saying that he's willing to completely ignore another political party, the second real political party of America, the Republicans and Democrats, if he's willing to ignore the Republicans' wants and wishes for a vote, how quickly can we slide into an authoritative government? It can happen literally within a week if this government wants to. Through the Emergency Powers Acts, through continuity of government, depending on how bad the threat is to the continental United States. The government can seize power of cities. It can seize power of farms, of industries. It can force and conscript people to work for the government for a fee. And it has given itself the legal opportunity to do this through presidential directives and executive orders. Yeah, let, let, let me be specific for you. Executive Order 13603 does exactly what you just described passed by Obama in 2011. So let's add this flavor. But Doug, we got to hold it right there. Hold the thought. Don't lose it. <clears throat> we don't take a break. We go off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> all this talk about war should really increase your need to prepare food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. They're required. You have to have this. And you're saying, okay, so what do I start with? Food and water. Okay, go to preparewithdave.com, look at the special they have. Hey, look at MPS is still in business. Most of our competitors are not. We have not raised our prices. Most of our competitors have raised their prices dramatically, some as much as 50%. We haven't. We still have restaurant quality, lots of diversity in food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 2,000 calories per person per day, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. And you also need a water filter. On the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College has said, Waterborne illness will be the number one killer. So you need the food at preparewithdave.com. Look for the special. And 40% off our water filters at waterwithdave.com. Food and water is where it's at, ladies and gentlemen. And you're hearing this discussion. If you don't think our supply chain that's already damaged wouldn't be damaged more and what's available won't go to the military in times of war, think again. You'll be on your own. Doug, go ahead. So getting back to it, 
what is another thing that can help spin America into civil conflict or civil war during the time of a world war when we're needing to conscript bodies into a military? Well, let's talk about COVID. When we have a COVID jab scam that's going around where, I mean, listen to this article right now, just to show you where America is at. There's a father that's on the run with his seven-year-old to escape the mother's wishes of inoculating the child. Now, we have all seen and heard, I'm sure at this point, the lies Dr. Fauci has given the world and has not been held accountable for it. We have seen the irregularities of Wuhan and all the darkness has come out from that, even from DARPA now. But if they say you're going to be conscripted into the military, forced inoculated, uh, and all the unvaccinated who has it will have to go over here with these groups of people, which more than likely will be internment camps, death camps eventually, you will easily see a American populace rise up and then you will see the first real civil conflict. Now, we have had a form of civil war going on in this country for a very long time, but not to the extent of a kinetic revolutionary style war like we saw previously within our history. And here's something that I, I have espounded upon a couple times, but I don't think me and you talk about it too much, Dave. If America is taken down, if our country fails and we are overrun, how many different regimes political, tyrannical, can come out of the ashes of the already burnt down America. It won't just be Biden's Build Back Better plan. It won't just be the Democrats and the crazy liberals. You're going to have Nazi-style regimes pop up. You're going to have patriotic-style territories uh, that will say that, you know, this territory is the remainder of the Constitution of the United States. And that within itself causes so much conflict when it comes to a military right now trying to plan on what side to fall on. We already know that the better half of the military is not aligning itself with the Democrats, with Pentagon, and with Biden, or with the COVID shot. But the Joint Chiefs are. Won't that take the rest of them with them? No, because the Joint Chiefs are housed within Pentagon. They don't have a standing army right there next to them. They can reach out to the battalions or regiments and divisions and hopefully force them to come under heel and to work for them. But that's not a guarantee because you still have patriots within the National Guards. You still have patriots within the reservists who see what's going on, but they're civilian on the, on the other half of that coin. And they see the world very differently compared to your active duty military member. Now, Another part of that is that when we have militaries that are stuck here in CONUS and they start to have that civil war talk, when they themselves start to see the dividing lines of the military between the LGBTQ people, the people who are anti-government, the people who are anti-religious, the people who are for MAGA, the people who are against MAGA, we already see the huge discretion in our government when they were trying to come after people after January 6th. All these things effectively help to confuse young service members and to pit them on one side or the other. Very few are remaining neutral right now, I'm willing to bet. And from my last conversation with a, uh, a young Marine I had the other day was that he would say 80% of the Marine Corps right now is 
completely against what this government is doing, to the extent that this is something we need to talk about as well. Recently, within a period of months, and I don't think it was disclosed to the media, the United States military had to reaffirm their oath of allegiance to the Constitution. That is strange within itself, because whenever you are initially taking your oath at MEPS, before you get carted off and you go to a basic training, you swear your oath of allegiance. Whenever you get uh, re-enlisted, you re-swear your oath of allegiance. If you move on to you know, becoming an officer after being enlisted, you reaffirm your oath of allegiance. But those are literally the only times you do it. In between these other times, to have something like this happen tells me that the government is up to something. Because obviously, Dave, this happened because of January 6th and the whole narrative that's gone on with that. And nobody believes January 6th except for the crazies and except for the politicians who want you to know that these people over here wearing the MAGA hats and, flaming, er, and uh, flying the American flags are the true, you know, the true enemies, but we'll ignore all the riots for 2020. I think we're setting ourselves up for a civil war. I think we're setting ourselves up for the potentiality of a world war if need be. It all comes down to, I think the wild card is, are the Democrats going to lose the midterm elections and who would be the next candidate for the presidential election, because after the midterms, the next and only talk is who's the next president. It will not be Joe Biden. It will not be Kamala Harris. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I don't think if they think they could lose the midterms, as I said earlier, I think they're going to pull out all the stops to hell with the elections. They will do the Nero option, you know, burn Rome down. They'll uh -huh. do whatever they have to do, grid down, nuclear explosions, bring in the UN, they're going to do whatever it takes to stay in power. Well, what would the UN do if they got here? I'm speaking hypothetically, but let's say they create civil disturbance. Under the Kigali principles, 28 nations could theoretically come in here with an agreement Biden signed right before he left office, where the UN on their own say-so can come into a country that's a signatory of the treaty to restore peace in a way that they see fit. Do you think the UN would be invited into Ron DeSantis, Florida? No, but they could force their way in. They'll start where they're wanted. I mean, you remember the Cook County commissioners a few years ago under Obama, they wanted to have the UN come in and help with their crime problem, and then there was that transition of power to uh, Trump, and he said, you're crazy. We're not letting the UN come in here. Right. Well, that's the part we have to play on, because... Every bit of this is theoretical until it becomes a practical exercise. And I think it's okay to still talk about it and to prepare for that eventuality. Because, Dave, it is an eventuality. We are eventually going to have a civil war. History repeats itself constantly. That's why we always talk about history. Because history, if you use it correctly, you can weaponize history through knowing what happened previously to fight the evils of tomorrow. We have enough Americans who are patriotic, who are smart and intelligent, who know what's happening, who understand, who are preparing, but you have a mass, a massive amount of Americans 
who pay more attention to the newest flavor of the menu on Starbucks than they do what is wrote in the Declaration of Independence, Constitution, or Bill of Rights, let alone their own state rights. And they're not paying attention to laws being passed by state politicians that are saying, hey, we've given ourselves legal authority now to detain any citizen that we deem to be a security threat because they sneezed out loud in public. America is having its, its rights whittled away every single week and many Americans are asleep to it. So I think at the same time, those Americans who are asleep to this are going to be rudely wakened up by the blue helmets and you're going to be forced to do whatever they say. We've seen the atrocities from the, eight, the, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s of what the UN has done across the world. Their militaries are a failure and a joke. But it doesn't mean they can't harm, maim, kill, or rape, which is what they are known for doing. The UN has been caught committing war crimes. So these same people coming here would probably commit the same war crimes. And Americans will fight that. Americans have that, that will to not be ruled by a tyrannical government or an outside entity at all. So we have just the perfect storm for this civil war, world war, and we have politicians that keep pushing on the accelerator to pit Americans against each other, to put to pit Americans against law enforcement, to pit Americans against each other based off of race or based off of uh, political allegiances. And I think right now in America, Dave, if you are on the side of the left, then you are either willfully ignorant or you understand the side that you're on. The left has more or less came out to be the enemy of the Constitution, which within itself is ignorant because you cannot stand against the Constitution and not be considered a, a, a traitor or a seditionist. But we have members of our own government to consider the Pentagon who has broken that, and no one's been held accountable. No one has. So where do you see it going? You know, before you answer, hold that, hold that question. We got to our last break here very quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, do you think um, hyperinflation's on its way? The real inflation rates 15.7% when you count the CPI the way they did in the 70s because the government plays games with the numbers now. It's not 7%, it's 15.7. And that means your bank account's losing money each day. How much longer can we go? How much debt can we assume? before we hyperinflate. Well, you don't want to be in that position, so you have to diversify. Gold, silver, Bitcoin. I mean, these are options, folks, and you need to take advantage of all of them. And you need to go with someone who knows how to reallocate. I did. I became a customer of Noble Gold. You should, too. They're the best at what they do, and they do not push. They'll send you free material. They won't follow you up. You have to call them. You have to close the deal. And I'm telling you, folks, you're going to want to look at this because if you have assets to protect, you owe it to yourself to have this discussion with Noble Gold. They're really good at protecting IRAs and 401ks. And if your business that created that IRA goes down, you've lost your money. So what I want you to do is give Noble Gold a call. 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them I told you to call. And you'll see very quickly why I became a customer. Doug, let's go ahead and, and pick this up because I gotta tell you, I know we're coming to a crescendo here and it's not good. So I'm bracing myself for impact. Well, 
This is the next shoe to drop. I believe Biden, probably within the year, is going to try to declare a federal COVID passport and probably then put that upon the responsibility of governors. I say that because Mayor Mural Bowser of D.C., Washington, D.C., has posted something on Twitter saying that, uh, remember that starting Saturday, this Saturday, you will need these three things before you head out. I'm guessing outside your residence. One, proof of vaccination if you're 12 years old or older. Proof of vaccination and photo ID if you're 18 years old or older. And a mask. This is not We've seen what's happening in New York City. We have mentioned what's happening in Washington State with three internment camps that are being created with the strike team that is being mm-hmm. recruited by them, which, by the way, Dave, that's been taken down from the uh, the jobs information. You can't, fi- you can't find that I anymore. I copied and pasted it on my website, though. Hey, that's right. Um, wow. What's the third thing Bowser did? ID, vaccination, and what else? And a mask. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you'll have to take your mask off in order to reaffirm the ID, so it it makes no damn sense. The thing that they're trying to do is they're trying to set set Americans up for success, I guess you could say, uh, to capitulate now so that when the lockdowns happen, just like the 17-plus other Western-style nations around the world have done, they want you to be prepared for the nationwide lockdown where you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to the movies, you can't go to uh, uh, sporting events without your passport. Even to the extent, look at what's happening in Australia, in Victoria, and in New Zealand. I can't remember which one of them, which one of the premiers it was. I think it was Australia, but you cannot go outside your home now and leave to go to work if you're unvaccinated. But you have to stay DC. Let me ask you this: If you're sick and have to go to the hospital or the emergency room or urgent care, can you leave your house in Bowser's uh, kingdom? We don't know yet. And you know, here's here's the the wonderful thing that these Democrats keep doing: they just keep making it up, making it up as they go along. But they are using tactics and policies that are have already been created well-established and practiced in other nations. They're just going to follow suit, and they're going to give you the line, well, the rest of the world is doing it to keep the world's citizens safe, and this is what we should do as well to be a part of the world, because at the end of the day, Dave, it's not about Americans. It's about the New World Order. It's about capitulation. It's about fear, intimidation, taxing you out of your house at home or firing you from your job so that you have to rely upon the government. And then they'll squeeze Americans into smaller and smaller communities of people that are like-minded, survivalists, who are trying to get away from government overreach, and we are on their target. They've already put us on the watch list. So, effectively, our government has betrayed us a long time ago. And right now, within our lifetime, we are seeing an overreaching uh, power grab from these these politicians. They're not being checked. I fear 
someone is going to attempt to check these politicians, either by, and I, I don't wish any of this, so if you're listening, I don't recommend any of this, but you will have the crazies, the one-offs, the, the lone wolves, or the government-paid actors who are going to attempt to intimidate, <coughs> kidnap, maim, or kill politicians because of COVID restrictions, COVID mm-hmm. passports. Brown shirts. And, yep, and they know it's going to happen. Yeah, they agree. know it's going to happen. I agree. This 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 pattern you're describing here, I had bound, pounded into my head by my German relatives that escaped Germany. This is exactly the pattern they followed. Uh, there'll be a night of the broken glass, but it'll take a different form, but it'll be comparable. Um, the camps are being built, and to take suspicion away from Biden and the fed, federal government, they're allocating this power to the states. They're telling the states to do it, and it's starting in blue states. Um, the cover-up is on. So, wow, uh, this is a mouthful. Um, at what point does America say, up your nose with a rubber hose, big middle finger extension, we're fighting? That really, that really depends on what's happening with the military. Every dictatorship that's ever been successful around the world, it wasn't because of a populist movement. It was because of the control of the military. So if this government decides to go full totalitarian and the government or the military does not back them, then they lose control, the UN comes in. If the military backs up, which I still don't see happening, then civil war starts because you're going to have people that are former veterans and like in Robin Sage, like in Jade Helm, where you're going to have resistance that I think is already in place and you're going to have people who are going to start popping up in these little groups and you're going to see elements of terrorism uh, one way or the other and people are going to call it patriotism they're going to call it whatever they want but it is all a evil plot that has been out there for a long time and you know we we just like your german relatives we still have a form of a nazi style political party in this country i say that because operation paperclip happened in 1946 we brought over plenty of scientists nasa was created in 1958 by Werner von Braun, a Nazi. Nazis were introduced into the hospital systems and industrial complexes and all that other stuff at the same time. But the American Nazi Party was founded in 1959. So between 1946, Operation Paperclip, 1959, the American Nazi Party. These same people, their relatives or whomever, are still around, still looking for that form of world domination. Now, I think the New World Order disguises itself or, or, you know, comes back and forth in various different flavors, but I think it's the same group of people, to be honest with you, because what they want to do is they want to divide the people, they want to get rid of the ones they don't want, and they'll use intimidation, coercion, and force, and terrorism to do that, to the extent of 
hauling citizens off into internment camps who disagree with them, just like the Nazis did. And I don't know how many different times we have to say, just like the Nazis did, until the Americans eventually wake up. Because one of the things that could have stopped a lot of this was if the German population would have went against the Nazi party. But because of the Great Depression that happened during that time in the 1920s after World War I, we had an entire population of Germans who felt cheated because of the loss of World War I, their economy was down, men and women weren't working, and the Nazi party gave a new life or new breath of life into Germany. We are seeing a very similar buildup to that with the takedown of the American dollar, with the amount of hundreds of thousands, millions of people who've lost their jobs, disenfranchised, they're mad, they need a, a way out of this uh, economic downturn, and if the government gives it to them, then the government just gained a huge majority of support. That's the next thing we really need to be watching. Because wow. after, after that, after that, it comes into political dissidents being targeted and a world war. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, what do you think happens? What do you think happens first, though? Civil War or World War Three? I think Civil War. I think Civil War happens first, and then World War Three. And uh, I, I see. Right now, everything is being set up for both to happen. The elections are one of them. We still have the Reichstag fires, which was January 6th, that put us on this uh, platform. Mm -hmm. But if, they're re if they really are following Nazi policies, then we still have a night of broken glass that will happen eventually, where there's going to be a false flag where a person from one political dissonance side will attempt to kill a high-ranking member of the government. Now, that was staged uh, by the Germans, by the Nazis, where they framed a 70-year-old Polish Jew who killed one of the active-duty members of the military within the Nazi regime. We still have the same type of feeling in America right now, based off, based off of what the politicians are telling us, that the real threat is the right wing of America, which they still say the Nazis were, white, were right wing extremists. Absolutely not true. They were socialists. They didn't like other socialists, and they viewed communists and Marxists as enemies, but they were still national socialists. That is not American patriots. That was not the MAGA movement, but that's what they frame it for. They, they framed it for that reason because they're setting it all up. No, you're 110% correct. There's no question that what you're saying is correct. I do agree with your assertion that civil war will happen first because they have to solidify their power before they can venture out. But I'll tell you, Putin may have something to say about that. He may say, I'm not gonna let you get that momentum. I'm going to strike while you're in civil war, and I think that's possible. Hey, we're out of time, Doug, real quick. American Vindicta, uh, Doug's radio show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at Global Star Radio Network, and we'll link to that here at the bottom of this interview. Doug, thanks for joining us. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Dave.